At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. This is Season 1, Episode 168, Who Needs a Guest? That's right, Amal. We have a new producer, Britton Hassan. He said, let's focus on your talents. You don't need guests as a crutch, so that's what we're going to do for the next 57 minutes. I so. appreciate it. It only took 167 episodes for someone to adhere to what I had to say. All right, let's start out with a segment called Wild or Right. And I'm going to ask okay. you if the line on a college football game is wild or is it the right line. Let's start in the big house on Saturday with Washington traveling cross-country to take on Michigan. In the games of the year, the look-ahead, right, mm-hmm. before last week's games, this was about a field goal. Washington gets beat at home by Montana. Michigan takes care of business against Western Michigan, and they're now almost a touchdown favorite, lane six and a half of them all. Is this wild, or is it right? I think it's a little bit wild, and I'll tell you why. Ronnie Bell, the best receiver for Michigan, leading receiver last year, had a terrific one-handed catch last weekend where he got called for an offensive P.I., but it's still worth seeing the catch he made. I think you saw that one. Uh, he's going to be out for the season. That is a big blow to the Michigan offense. I don't know if they're going to be able to necessarily be as effective. They did a nice job defensively. Mike, for me, I'm not going to touch this game, but I'm looking for uh, towards the total on this matchup. Washington still has a very good defense. They just weren't effective offensively, and I don't know if Michigan can be as effectively in this matchup. I'm going to go back and look, and I wanted to this morning, but it didn't line up in the right order on the Pac-12 network. 
but they were doing those football in 60s where they condensed the game. Love that. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to watch Montana and Washington, but yeah. it didn't come on till uh, it didn't come on till later. And I'd already seen San Jose State and USC live. But I want to go back and look at that and find when it's on again because I want to see what Washington's struggles were on offense before I make a play on this game. It's a very fair point, but if I may suggest one thing to you, mm-hmm. just record it even when the in 60s being played so you don't have to watch the commercials. Well, I'll do that. I just wasn't that ambitious <laughs> at 5 this morning when I woke up <laughs> and flipping big. Yeah, thanks for the text message. Well, all I do is I go to Big Ten Network and Pac-12 for those game football in 60s. Those, those are the, the best, best things ever. They are. Uh, an old Southwest Conference rivalry yes. uh, takes place in Little Rock as Texas, off their victory over Louisiana, travels uh, travels to play the uh, to play the Razorbacks. I thought the Texas offense looked a lot better. You love the running back. You think he's the yeah. best player in the Big Twelve. Arkansas struggled early. They were trailing Rice. They came back, um, punched in a late score to cover the twenty. <laughs> twenty, it may be noted. Sam Pittman understands how to appease the alums. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah. There were about three or four examples of that this weekend. Late, late. Kentucky was throwing the ball with a minute and a half left to go to cover that number. Well, no, in their defense with Kentucky, you have to understand they haven't had a passing game in decades, so they're trying to figure out, hey, there's extra practice time out here. Do you make a big improvement for them hiring the, the offensive coordinator that worked for the Rams and, and bringing in McVay's offense? You're right. They haven't thrown the ball in a long, long time. No, I, I think we'll see, but I don't know if they have the players right now. Yeah. They've, they've got to get better. The problem at UK has always been lack of quarterback play, but in reference to Arkansas, look, Jefferson's got to be uh, efficient. You know, he wasn't tremendous. They scored those late touchdowns. They they were trailing. It was, they won by 21, right? They, they were, were up down by, four, they were they down 14-7 at yeah. one point. And they were up mm-hmm. seven with about five minutes to go in this game. They got two late touchdowns, so yeah. I'm not ready to back the Razorbacks. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup in terms of the game itself. This is going to be a huge game, important for both sides. The number is seven. Mm-hmm. The Longhorns lane seven on the road. Do you think that's the right number? I do, but I think it's going to be tough going into Fayetteville. This is arguably outside of Alabama coming in the biggest game and actually might mean more to people because, remember, Arkansas borders Texas. Yeah. For a lot of people that are not familiar with that part of the country, this is a rivalry. Obviously, yeah. it's kind of been stymied since they haven't yeah. played since 2014. It's not quite uh, Daryl Royal and Frank Broyles, no. but, the, <laughs> but, but there's still plenty of hate on both sides. 100%, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Tennessee. Odd they would be a favorite at an SEC team. Tennessee uh, took care of business last week, covered that, that spread as well late in the second half on the Thursday night opener. Yeah, they did. Let's address one thing, though, when you reference the SEC, okay? Outside of Alabama, obviously, mm-hmm. the, the greatest program in college football history, especially this dynasty that they've had, LSU's won three national titles in the last uh, 18 years. They've had a tremendous run. And then, at the same time, we know how competitive Georgia's been. The rest of the SEC is no different than the Pac-12 or any other league. Uh, Dan Mullen might take exception to that. You're leaving Florida out of the mix. Florida, oh, you know what? They have won. Yeah. Uh, they won a couple of national titles, but that was when Urban was there, and you got to go back to 2008. It's been 13 years since the Gators have had a pulse. All I'm saying is people talk about the SEC, and Tennessee wants to get credit for being in the SEC. You know, they're the ones when you go to bowl games that yell SEC. Alabama doesn't yell SEC. They don't need to because they are the league. All I'm saying is it doesn't come as much of a surprise to me when you look at Pickett back under center. I like Milton, the quarterback at Tennessee. These guys can't catch the football at Tennessee. I don't know if you saw the Bowling Green game. They can't catch. Welcome into the nuts. This is Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. We're talking about college football lines for week number two. How quickly you forget T. Martin. And the dynasty that Phil Fulmer built there. Yeah, in by the, by, okay. And by the way, that championship goes to who was the Arkansas quarterback? I'm drawing a blank right now. He put the, he ball, on the, the ball on, on the, the ground. ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm drawing a blank right I, now. I got to tell you, one of the best bets in football, though, was when Peyton Manning would play Florida. Just take the Gators every year. 
Well, listen, you can't spell UT. You can't spell Citrus Bowl without UT. Here's another example of an SEC school being an underdog at home. NC State, your guy, Dave Dorn. They beat, South, they, they beat South Florida. Now, I don't know, should they get credit for beating South Florida? I want to talk about that later in the show <laughs> in the matchup with Florida this week. Um, but they go into Starkville, and they're actually laying two points. Mississippi State had no business winning that game against Louisiana Tech. I thought they looked absolutely awful. And for three quarters, Louisiana Tech was the better team. They do come back and get the victory. NC State is minus two on the road. Is this wild or is this right? Uh, no, I think this is about right. Uh, to me, when you look at it, by the way, I thought the Tennessee line was right as well. Um, in this matchup, you're right. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I thought you said NC State was favored. Yeah, minus two here, it says. Honestly. Okay, so the line is flipped now. We've got uh, Mississippi State as the, okay, it's, it is, uh, NC State is the road favorite at minus two, but I, I think this is correct. Mike, here's the problem. Skip Holtz mismanaged that game for Louisiana Tech. Why are you playing for a 46-yard field goal in college football? These kickers, you can't rely on them. I didn't the even minute and a half to go. They had, they had plenty three, of time. They had three timeouts yeah. and 45 seconds, first down yeah. and 10, move the football, be effective a little bit, get about another 10, 15 yards, and win the game on the road. They blow it. That's all coaching. I don't know what NC State is because they played a South Florida team. I think Bishop Sycamore would give them a game. Uh, South Florida is a bad, bad football team. I, I can't really gauge NC State. I have question marks about Mississippi State. I'm not a big fan. These are tricky numbers when you lay these on the road. But, Mike, I think the ACC team is going to get the road win here. We talked about Dino Babers in Syracuse and whether he'd win enough games to keep his job. They did go into Ohio and were pretty impressive in that game. Rutgers now travels to the Carrier Dome for an interstate match. Well, not quite an interstate match, but close. They go into New York from from New Jersey. Um, They are two-and-a-half-point favorites at Syracuse. Has this been a a quick turnaround for Greg Schiano that they're favored in this spot, or is Syracuse just really this bad? They were decent against Ohio last week. Great questions, and I think it's a combination of both. I think you're right about uh, Schiano getting things turned around with Rutgers. They were much more competitive last year. Remember, Rutgers went to the overtime against Michigan last year and lost a hard-fought game. A couple years previous, they lost by about 2 million points against Michigan. Mm -hmm. Uh, You look at Syracuse, everyone's like, well, you know, Syracuse did an effective job on the ground. Let me tell you one thing about Ohio University's run defense. They were in the bottom 10% in college football last year. This team, when you look at Syracuse, I don't think is that good. They put up some points and some numbers against a bad team. I think Noah Vedro and company go on the road. They get the road win here. I like Rutgers in this spot. I was watching that game, uh, Syracuse at Ohio. It was really a gray day in Athens on Saturday. And I kept looking for an opportunity to bet the end game. But nobody could stop. I mean, I just... They were running the ball, so you got a running clock, but they weren't forcing any punts. You're right. That Ohio run defense was not good. And, and Tommy DeVito has regressed in his time at Syracuse. I mean, it, I think he was like 11 for 18 or 17 or something for 92 yards passing. All right, let's take a look at this matchup between a Big 12 power Kansas as they travel to play Coastal Carolina. This, this number did astound me a little bit because it's still a power five school here. They're catching 25 and a half points, Kansas. Well, it's no surprise when you look at the Jayhawks. You look at the power forward position. Bill Self reloads there every year. I think this team's got a chance to be able to win this game. No, I've come out. Kansas? Are we even talking about them in college football? I didn't even know they had a team. Lance Leopold's team is horrendous. Uh, look, I think it's still too many points, though, Mike. You can't be laying 25 and a half with Coastal Carolina. How many How many points is KU going to be a dog to Oklahoma? 1,000? My baby might be in the 40s, except Alex Grinch's defense. That might be the only team they can score on, that speed defense, where he plays 22 guys. Bring out some more people from the Athletic and let them tell me how good Alex Grinch is. Uh, were you impressed 
that Coastal was able to, able to cover the spread against Mitch Moss's Citadel. No, the problem is what you guys didn't take into consideration. Shea Wirtz and Georgia Southern have been running the triple option for years down there in Streetsboro. They are very familiar with it. That's why they were able to shut it down in the first half they had the game covered. I told you that as soon as you made the play, as soon as I said, hey, they play the triple option. This is nothing new. They had to score. It was competitive. They almost covered the score. I mean, if they just didn't score any points in the first half. Maybe it was a second half. Did they give you 20% of your should, wager back on that? No, they did not. <laughs> uh, South Carolina uh, plays East Carolina on Saturday in an early game. That's noon Eastern time, 9 o'clock out here. East Carolina favored by two at home over the SEC school. This is an East Carolina team that is 0-1, losing 33-19 to to App State last week. Yeah, and the question is, is Zeb Nolan going to be the quarterback for South Carolina? Remember, he is the North Dakota State uh, graduate assistant who had to come in and play for these guys. So... Something to pay attention to in this matchup here. But, Mike, this is not a game I'm going to get involved in. I, I think this number is probably incorrect. I think this I think this should be having South Carolina probably about a three-point favorite. The line's so, moved now. South Carolina taking the money to one. And you said it was minus two yeah. the other way, right? Yeah, I think this line should be Carolina minus a field goal. Would you take it now at minus one, or you're not interested in this game? I, I think I would. But, you know, here's my problem. I don't like to bet on teams that are not particularly strong. Shane Beamer coming in as a first-year coach. I think this is a matchup they're going to win in Greenville, but not my ideal type of play on a team like the Gamecocks. And, and it's one of the things that why I don't bet on certain teams. There's certain matchups. I'm just never going to bet on certain teams throughout the course of a season, on or against for the most part. And this is one of those teams where South Carolina, probably one of the few teams in the SEC I won't get involved with. But I, with all that being said, I don't think this is a bad spot for the Gamecocks. This is a very winnable game in a road situation at uh, Dowdy Ficklin. I think they can get the road win here. Come Saturday night, around 7 o'clock Pacific, all eyes will be on Fort Collins as the SEC power Vanderbilt travels to play Colorado State. Both teams, very inauspicious beginnings in week number one. Vanderbilt gets whacked by Eastern Tennessee, 23-3. Colorado State gets smoked by South Dakota State, 42-23. Colorado State, a seven-point home favorite of all. Is this wild or is this right? You know, I I think at this point in time... uh... We'll see if Clark Lake can get this team going in the right direction. I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about Vandy right now. I know they, the, they already got off to a rough start. They got off to a Vandy-like start, if I can say that, against East Tennessee State, losing by 20 at home. That concerns me. But who's Colorado State to be laying a touchdown in this particular spot? Not exactly a fan of the Buffalo. I mean, excuse me, the Rams in this particular spot either. So uh, I'm going to say this is right. I, do, I just don't have enough information on either of these teams to make an educated decision. Well, I, I'm... This total of 50 surprises me because if Vanderbilt can only score three points against East Tennessee, how does this game get to 50? I mean, the, what the implied score here is 28, 21, 29, right? That means Vanderbilt's got to get to three touchdowns. I'd look at the total a little bit. I'd have to do some more research. Maybe Colorado State's defense is that bad, giving up 42 to South Dakota State. Yeah, three turnovers also for Vandy last yeah. week. That was a concern. Seals throws two picks. But um, again, Mike, to me, here's how I kind of boil this down. Sometimes we'll sit there and focus on an Alabama-Miami game, and, but it's one game. If you're not going to bet that heavily, it doesn't matter. And Vandy's Colorado State, for me, it's not a game I'm going to get involved with, so it doesn't really as much, it's not as much of a concern for either team when you go big picture of the season. Amal, do you think it's easier for the bookmakers to make numbers on two top 25 teams than it is on two bottom 25 teams? I, I firmly believe that. That's why I always say the Metro Atlantic in college basketball is one of the easiest leagues to bet on because I can tell you right now, you don't have a single person back here that's watched as many Metro Atlantic games as I have. They're not sitting there literally watching every game on a Saturday 
on those matchups. They, they go a lot based on numbers. And I think it's a similar situation with Vandy and uh, Colorado State. You may be having them on in the background, but let's be real here. You're going to be more concerned with somebody coming in and betting Alabama heavily or betting a Miami heavily compared to Colorado State and Vanderbilt. 11 p.m. Eastern kickoff in Corvallis as Hawaii plays Oregon State. Oregon State went to Purdue and lost to Purdue. Hawaii wins last week at home after getting beat up by UCLA in the Rose Bowl in week one. Oregon State's an 11-point favorite here. Is this line wild or right? And I asked you, was Hawaii's loss to UCLA flattered by UCLA's victory over LSU? A little bit. Mm-hmm. you know. But remember, you pointed out to that situation early in the game where they, had, where they took the knee on the punt. Uh, I think that had a little mm-hmm. bit of an impact in that situation. So we'll see. Oregon State, um, you know, kind of what you expected when they went to West Lafayette. I think the big question mark with this team is can they get consistent play uh, from uh, Trevor Gebbia at quarterback? If he can be effective, then they've got a chance. I'm not going to lay this number. This is where, to me, the end game is such an advantage, Mike. If you believe in one side or another, strongly take it before the game. But if you don't, and if you just want to kind of pay attention, respect what the original number is, and then go from there. Uh, I want to talk about Texas A&M at Colorado. Uh, Tom Hart, among others, who is very high on Texas A&M, thinks they have a shot uh, to knock off Alabama in College Station, get to the SEC title game, get to the playoff this year. They go um, to Boulder to take on the Buffaloes. They are favored. I think this one's at Invesco. They are oh, okay. Yeah. They are favored by 17 in this game. Is this line wild or is this line right? I think the line's about three points too high, but I think it's close enough where yeah, you. Right. I, it's I, at mile high. The I don't think it's enough to make a play on either side. You would I would lean towards Colorado, but I don't have any confidence in them yet. I want to see Lewis play myself. Haven't seen him yet. What he's been able to do under center. Uh, I think would they play Northern Colorado in Week mm-hmm. One? Right. I'm not going to get overly excited about a team that plays an FCS team and see how they perform. Also, A&M came out a bit flat against Kent State. They, they in the first half, they didn't look yeah. good. Second half, they kind of flipped the switch a little bit. They've got to get focused and ready to go. You've got to give them time to adjust after a decade with Kellen Mond under center into the, to having a new quarterback. Yeah, why are you cutting off three years off of his career? <laughs> he might have been 13 or 14. Notre Dame escapes at the Doke. Now they come home to host Toledo. That game goes at 11.30 a.m., here in the Pacific time zone, 2.30 uh, on the East Coast. They are laying 17 to Toledo. Is that number wild or right? No, I think this number is right. And I think, you know, Toledo's always a solid squad. Uh, They'll be competitive. But more importantly, I think the game against Florida State by the final score, people are forgetting the fact that they, Florida State benefited from a horrendous running into the kicker penalty instead of a roughing. Changed the dynamic of that football game. I don't know if uh, people like myself would have gotten a cover had that call gone the other way. Uh, I think Notre Dame is solid. I'll tell you one thing. Jack Cohen's like, hey, you know, if you would allow me to throw the ball at Wisconsin, you guys would have won some more games. And he was impressive for Notre Dame. I did not think he'd play as well as he did. I like this Irish team. They had to replace a ton of starters on offense, but they didn't skip too many beats. Are the Wisconsin faithful wishing they had Jack Cohen back after Saturday? After what they saw out of Graham Mertz, they're calling for Jim Sorge. Uh, your team, Ohio State, in, uh, in, in one of the games of the week, is going to host Oregon uh, at the Horseshoe. You said preseason, if you could get double digits in this game, you should take them with Oregon. Yeah. This number now up to 14 and a half of them all. Yeah, but there's a couple of factors that are kind of preventing me from doing that right now. One, at 14 and a half, I have to look yeah. at Oregon. Um, if, God, that's a big number. I didn't realize it had gone yeah. over 14. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, in my opinion, the best player in college football. He's got an ankle injury. He got hurt early on in that game against Fresno State. It had a huge impact. Remember, he forced a fumble 
They had the ball first down and goal at the three-yard line for their first uh, first or second possession for Anthony Brown. They capitalized on that. I like their combination of running back between Vardell and Dye. Very effective. At the same time, when you look on the perimeter, they've got some playmakers out there. They've got some guys that can get some things done for them. Um, the interesting matchup, and it's going to be for draft positioning, watch right the cornerback going up against Olave and Wilson for Ohio State. Should be a lot of fun. All three guys should be first 60 picks, but will have an opportunity to improve their draft stock in this game. Uh, but here's the problem for Oregon. I said, I've said this a thousand times on this show, Mike. Anthony Brown is the deficiency for this team. Charlie Brewer, who's the transfer from Baylor at Utah, if he was the quarterback at Oregon, to me, Oregon is now a top seven, top six national contender team, national title contender. With Anthony Brown, I don't think that's the case. I think what helps Ohio State is going to have their first game with a crowd in two years. It is going to be a raucous atmosphere in Columbus. Also, Oregon, remember, Mike, early start time for them, 9 a.m. I, I don't understand why this game is being played at this time. I guess they figured Washington and Michigan would be a better national prime time for them. Remember, everything really revolves around Fox for the Big Ten. Yes. And Fox is going 9-1-5, right, by the every way, Saturday the, now. By the way, got to give credit to Fox <laughs> yeah. for that. They understand gambling. Perfect. ESPN <laughs> tries to stuff every game in three hours, and not a single game ends in three hours, including Navy Air Force. Yeah, 9-1-5 is great, though. It is because you can and, get those bets in. And the one one thirty game is Iowa-Iowa State on, on Fox this week. So that's where oh, What a great Saturday. It's going to be. I can't wait. So that's where Ohio State is. Your boy De'Ara King and the Miami Hurricanes are going to host a very solid Appalachian State squad. They are laying 9 o'clock. This game goes 4 o'clock. I've got to give you a quick stat on the Hurricanes, and this is why I think that win by Alabama is so overhyped. The Miami Hurricanes gave up more points in the first week of the season, in the last two games in the last year's regular season, and bowl game included, than any team in college football. In their last Three games, they've given up 143 points, which equates to about 47 points per game, Mike. A little bit, uh, almost close to 48. This team is horrendous defensively. De'Eric King is not an accurate passer. I don't know why nobody would tell Manny Diaz that. You don't have anybody else at the U that can throw the football? I got a lot of question marks here. App State will play. They are competitive. I don't think this will be an easy game. Cameron Harris struggled in that game against Alabama. I get the Crimson Tide have a better defense. But if he can't run the ball, De'Ara King will not be effective throwing the ball. Uh, nine is a number that I would look towards taking with App State. Fresh off a poor performance at Jerry Wheel, David Shaw leads his Stanford Cardinal into the Coliseum to take on USC on Saturday afternoon. Trojans lane 17. Is that number wild or is it right? No, this is right. Now, might, might, should, maybe you want to consider being a little bit higher. First of all, I, I, I don't know if Stanford is still on quarters. They used to be on quarters. They may have switched to semesters. But if they're still on quarters, you haven't gotten your tuition paid yet. But if you have, quit the team. You can't play for someone this dumb. There's no reason to play for a coach that's this idiotic. I'm not going out there putting my body on the line through practice every day because this guy can't do simple math and won't give us a chance to even compete in a football game. What the hell is going to happen down in uh, Los Angeles? I think you're being too hard on David Shaw. There's some coaches that are innovators. He brought the 19-yard field goal back into Vogue in college football. Well, listen, Jimmy Sexton, you go ahead and represent him if you do. I'm sure you do along with every other SEC coach, and you can strong-arm those athletic directors who don't have a clue about why they signed guys like Gus Malzahn. Look, there's no reason you can back Stanford in this position right now. we got to see it with the Cardinal. They didn't have a pulse. I mean, they didn't score for the first 56 minutes of this game. I think it was like 56-44 to be precise. USC looked pretty good, but the final score against San Jose State was not necessarily indicative of how the game played out. I would say this, Mike. I would look towards the under 51 and a half here. 
I think this game number is correct. I would look at the total under. San Jose State had opportunities in that game, too. Yeah. I went back and they missed a very short field goal on a first and goal situation. That game should have been much tighter heading to the fourth quarter. 100%. They were down 23-7 with the drive, and they had a chance to, uh, they would have at least taken six points because they would have gone for two. We don't know how it would have played out, but had some opportunities there. Let's see what the Trojans do. But if you are Clay Helton, you got to win this game in dominant fashion. Convincingly. Yes. All right. Blake Snell takes a no-hitter six and two-thirds last night and loses as a $3 favorite. We'll take a look at Major League Baseball action today. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, Richie over the hill in the New York Mets take on the Miami Marlins once again today. Facing the ace of the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara. I was a little surprised Richie Hill's a small favorite here. Around $1.10, $1.15. Very low total. Seven, but you get a plus price on that under. Yeah, I, I mean, when you look at these two teams, I haven't bet on either of these teams in about a month. So for me, probably not a game I would get involved in. But I love the way Alcantara's pitched this year. Did struggle his last start against the Metropolitans. Gave up eight hits and four earned runs. But remember, that was at City Field. And one of the things that's so important when you look at a lot of these pitchers, you've got to look at their home and away splits. And I think Alcantara is a perfect example of a pitcher who that one game, I think it was at Colorado, where he gave up 10 runs. And he came back great in his next start. You had that Diego. next game, yes. exactly. <laughs> Uh, is a perfect example of where numbers get overinflated. The whip and the ERA are a little bit blown out of proportion. Uh, if you like the Marlins here, not a bad play considering how well Alcantara's pitched. I just can't back Rich Hill. At this point, when you draw the line of who's still in the playoff races, the Mets four out in the East, three and a half games back of the second wild card, which is a tie between San Diego and Cincinnati. But they also have Philadelphia and St. Louis in between them. Do you think the Mets are still viable to make the playoffs? Well, I do, but I think it's going to be tough. When you look at those standings right now in terms of where they're at and who they've got to chase down, they're going to do it. They've got to do it through the division. I think it'll be more difficult to get through the Padres, Dodgers, and Reds than it, or potentially the Giants, whichever one out of the West is there, but I think it'll be tough for them. All right, well, let's talk about another team that stands between them in both the division race in the NL East and in the wild card race. That's the Philadelphia Phillies. They got drubbed at Miller Park yesterday. 12 to nothing. They come back with Kyle Gibson today, who's going to take on Freddie Peralta. This is a very attractive price on the Phillies if you're looking to fade Peralta here. Gibson, uh, Gibson looking at plus 135, plus 140. Heavy favorite for the Brewers with Peralta and a total of all of eight at Miller Park. You know, if you look at uh, Kyle Gibson this year, he has made uh, 25 starts. He's had three games where he's gotten shelled. Two eight-run starts and a single five-run. Other than that, Mike, he has been dominant. Remember, he got absolutely just crushed his last start. I would be looking at the Phillies here to come back with Kyle Gibson. I think he'll pitch well. Total seems a little bit high here to me, but um, I, I don't like this uh, number. I wish it were you know a nine, obviously. The eight's just kind of such an in-between number, but I, I would look at the Phillies or the under here, Mike. I was listening to a numbers game here on this network earlier with our friend Gail Alexander, um, and he had Jason Weingarten and uh, Josh Towers on, and both of them, that their best play today was Philadelphia. They, they were fading Peralta in this spot. You know, I thought Gibson was one of the quiet signings around the trade deadline that really you makes a difference. You and I talked about it. Yes, because he's given them quality outings time after time. Look, if you're going to base it on what he did in that last game, that's a little bit of a concern against Miami. He got roughed up. But again, to me, he had a bad start at Detroit on July 19th. He gave up eight earned runs. And other than that, for most of the season, he has pitched extremely well. And another one against Detroit. So if it's not the Tigers, who obviously own Kyle Gibson. Yeah. I think he's going to pitch well. I think he bounces back. A guy like him who's been around for a long time, good opportunity for him to kind of showcase himself again after that last bad start. Pride of Columbia, Missouri, Kyle Gibson. Uh, yeah. One more matchup we want to take a look at. We talked about this game yesterday. White Sox at A's. A's are on a losing streak now after they blew that game to Toronto. I mean, this could be the tale of two teams. That game could be very fateful. Toronto all of a sudden making a huge push, and we'll talk about this game in the playbook because I think we're going to be an oppo here today. <laughs> And the A's now drifting out of the race. This is a must-win game for them. The good thing is they get to face Dallas Keuchel, who has not been good for the White Sox as of late, and Frankie Montas on the hill for the A's. Montas $1.70 with a total of 8.5 of them all. Yeah, a little bit of a high number here, but I look for Oakland to get off the losing streak against uh, Dallas Keuchel in this matchup. I think if you're taking Oakland here, you've got to play the run line. I remember last night you talked about it in terms of you thought that total might be a little bit high. It ends up landing on 9, but... 
a big number for a night game. Again, similar situation here, eight and a half. But to me, it's Montas minus a run and a half for no play here. I don't want to take the Sox either. Do you think going against Oakland right now is a play, though, at plus 150 with Keuchel on the mound? No, I I don't because I don't believe in Keuchel right now. And I think the Oakland, for Bob Melvin and his team, they've got to end, the, they've got to end this losing streak here. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in big trouble. I know the price is a little bit high here. And I know you generally don't like to take teams on the run line, but with Keuchel struggles, maybe you look at a, the run line here, plus 120 them all. Uh, that's what I'm saying. If you're taking Oakland, I think you got to go run line. You can't lay the 170. Reds, Cubs. Um, Wade Miley helps the Reds in there. It break the Cubs losing streak. Yes, a good game though. Uh, four to three at Wrigley. Gutierrez today against uh, against Detective Mills for the Cubs. Any lean here? <laughs> no, no, not on this one. Uh, Cubs though playing had been playing well obviously until that one, but uh, no lean here. If I mean the Reds, you, you think this is probably an opportunity for them? Yeah, it's a cheap. They're, they're, they're a cheap, cheap favorite. Yeah. That, that's why I look at the Reds here today because it's just, it's just cheap. Padres lose a game they needed to win last night with Snell on the mound, and now the Reds find themselves tied with the Padres once again for the second wild card. So I, I, it just means more. The Cubs a little wind out of their sails after they after they break the winning streak. What do you think this is? The SEC just means more. Tom Hart, I love that guy. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at Amal in and the Palm Reader Playbook. the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy and the VEASAN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give you insight on against the spread contest as well as the survivor pools to give yourself a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide for only $19.99 or better yet them all, get VEASAN All Access everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's the Mall Shaw. Speaking of contests, we're in big trouble in Survivor. 2,700 entries heading into today. We only have really three days. You could say three and a half left. Do you think we get to 4,000? Paul Howard put the number out at 3,842 for the over-under. Yeah, I don't know. 740, we've got, I think you'll have a ton of signups on Friday and Saturday. Now, they can also sign up at the Tuscany as well, right? In the pass in Henderson. Okay. Yeah. The D, the Golden Gate in here. We did 330 yesterday, about half of them Survivor. But still, if, if, you, if you give it three and a half days left, if we did 300 a day, we'd have to do 400 a day to get close to 4,000. We still wouldn't make it in three and a half days. Remember, Saturday's going to be a little bit difficult to get your entries in because everybody's going to be putting their picks in for week one at the windows. Why do they have to go the to the kiosk window? Or the kiosk? Or the kiosk? Or the kiosk? But the, the, proxies do it on the, the proxies do it on the kiosk. I would do it on my phone. Yeah, because you can't cancel a phone ticket if you make a mistake. You can cancel a printed out ticket. Okay, so just, for, look, just for, look at it before you hit submit. For, for, uh, just for the circuit millions, not for Survivor. Oh. Once a pick is in in Survivor, there's no change in it. Do you subscribe to the theory in Survivor that if the Buccaneers should happen to get beat by the Cowboys tomorrow night, that people there will be a spike in entries because people will re-enter, in, in other words, buy more entries 
go with the Bucks tomorrow night and you free roll it sort of to get through week one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a possibility. But how many people are going to be on Tampa that they've already taken in six centuries that are going to want to re-enter? I mean, other people can yeah. do it, but it's you know, it's a, it's like having Tampa on the money line for a thousand dollars, depending on how many times you take them in and the contest. It's limited to people that are in town right now, obviously as yeah. well. With with the the deadline being two o'clock on Saturday. All right. Yesterday we were together on the same pick, Sabalenka. It was a very satisfying, gratifying to watch that match. I, she, I didn't it, really have to watch it. It well, was over about 10 minutes into the first set. I, I felt really good about it. And yeah. uh, Krejcikova, who feigned death just two days earlier. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you and I had the exact same wager, the exact same amount. Exact same amount, 5,100 to win 3,000. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, but I'll tell you what, in this matchup, I thought she had a great chance. Uh, today, I was on the wrong side with Benchich early this morning. She got smoked, but... Uh, I like, I'm going to go, Mike, I think I'm going opposite you here. I think you're leaning towards the Blue Jays. I'm going to the Bronx, going to the Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees. Uh, I think they get off their four-game losing streak here. I like their chances in this particular matchup. Look, I get the Yankees have been struggling offensively, but this is such a critical game, as well as the Blue Jays have played since last Friday. If they lose this game, Mike, a lot of the momentum that they have built up, I think, goes out the window. You need to win this game. Uh, Luis Gill ha uh, uh, has been outstanding for the Yan uh, Yankees so far. Hasn't given up an earned run in three starts. Let's even continue that trend against a red-hot Toronto offense. You're right. I am on the opposite side as you. Is I'm going to continue this momentum with the Blue Jays and take Manoa at a plus price here. I know Gill has been good, but I just think the Blue Jays now believe that they can get in this. They were written off. You know they're still... 20 to 1 to win the American League pennant. Uh, you can find them at 20 to 1. I, I know they maybe it's shrinking now. That was still last night when that game got over. Uh, I know you still got to get through. You still got to make it into the playoffs. You probably still have to get through um, the White Sox or um, the White Sox or the Astros and then Tampa Bay eventually to get through there. But I. Go ahead. No, to your point. You get in the tournament. You get in the playoffs. You've made money just you, by getting you, Well, not only that, but you got a great chance, right? At that point in time, you know, I thought Derek Jeter had the best quote about baseball playoffs and summarizing it this way. He said, it's the hottest team that wins, not the best team. And if you're hot in late September going into October, you got a great chance. So I'm against you there. I took plus 110 with Manoa in this matchup. I'm going to go back to McClanahan. Now, remember I had him last Thursday when the Red Sox met uh, the Rays at the Trop. He got beat four to nothing by Rodriguez, who who I lost with last night. I'm going to come back with McClanahan against Evoldi, but the first five under again. I've done this now three times in a row with Evoldi's first fives. I pushed once and I won once. I'm going back to it. The total five of them all. McClanahan, Evoldi, first five, five, and even money, plus a dollar. Your I, comments. I hear what you're saying. I, 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 I think I go. slightly warned you yesterday. Just on that. That's a four-teamer against me. Parlay against all my plays. Like, like. Like our guy's tower says, just paid Pom. I'll go against Pom today. No, I can't do that against the soccer because yeah. I know you're going to yeah. be on the winning side yeah. here. Um, but I told you yesterday, be careful with that Red Sox game. I didn't like the fact that they collapsed. I thought it would be yeah. a bad spot for them. The way these two teams are going offensively right now, Red Sox, I think, scored five or six runs in the uh, eighth and ninth innings mm -hmm. yesterday. I'm a little bit concerned. Um, Fenway, still weather warm enough to be able to hit the baseball. I I'm going to stay away from this one. Okay, and then the two soccer plays. The first one um, is today. goes at 11.45, so just five minutes from now. This is, uh, again, the European World Cup qualifiers. North Macedonia is going to host Romania. The boys from Bucharest take that six-and-a-half-hour drive down Route 3 through the scenic Balkans here. Um, under two-and-a-half, minus 145. I didn't want to wait. I thought this game might go off at two. Um, these two teams have played four of their last five matches have gone under two-and-a-half. I think these games in Europe... Especially, I think yesterday there were 14 games. 11 of them went under. They're 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 much more tightly contested. This game, 
between Liechtenstein and Armenia was easily under this morning. I'm going to stay with this under trend and find these two and a halfs and threes. And then again tonight, the USA and Honduras. Do you think the USA is going to score three goals? I no. don't. And so I'm going to go under two and a half and lay the one thing. I thought about parlaying them because of the heavy juice on both of these where's, games. Where's this game being played? This game is in Honduras. In Tegucigalpa? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get out of there alive. That's a bigger concern than when you look at the murder rate in that city. Uh, to me, though, I, I'm with you. How can you ever take United States over right now? Defensively, they are elite. You know what? I love the way they're playing, their style. This is why the Italians have been so dominant in the World Cup, because they defend extremely well. If the United States can do the same thing here, I think a great opportunity on this game. The number's heavily juiced, but I tend to agree with you in this particular matchup. Yeah, I just don't. Do you think Honduras scores? I mean, if you have have other ways to bet this, now we don't here, right, in Las Vegas. But if you're in other markets and you're listening, you're in New Jersey, you're in Pennsylvania, you have access to different... A team total on Honduras under a half here is probably worth a play. I agree with you there, Mike. I want to ask you a quick question about time in soccer matches. For people yeah. that are unaware in football, college, and pro, a game has to go 55 minutes yeah. for it to be considered complete. Yeah. Do you know what the timeline you guys have here for soccer is at Circa? I believe it's 80. It is, uh, okay. I believe it's 80. But check with each book. They all have different rules. Fair enough. No, the reason I was asking yeah. is because North Macedonia, Romania won. I mean, there's always some flares going up whenever you're playing in one of these countries. You may not even get to the final match. You suffered yeah. that beat on that Marseille nice game with the fans well that's the fan i mean that's where this ludicrous that beat <laughs> the, I mean. the, the commentator in that matchup had one of the great lines of all time and he goes and the fans won a little bit of marseille it was <laughs> there was a game abandoned yesterday in south america that's what I'm saying. right argentina and brazil because it was a covid thing, COVID they thing didn't but want still, them to play it was yeah. an abandoned game but you got to still have to pay attention to these because it becomes important if you have a matchup amal we're going to delve into a new world for us here in the final segment and we're going to start talking about teasers Love it. Yeah. If Stanford Wong is the most optimal teaser, then I don't want to be right. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. See the Bet River Sportsbook app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Or in Colorado, call 1 800 522 4700. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. Bet Rivers is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their reduced juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with, 1000, with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What is Colorado like the Alaska Alaskan frontier when it comes to gambling? I notice every state is there. Are there are no laws and rules there. Well, Mike Van Ehrman helped to write the rules in Colorado. No he sat on the committee. He sat on. He did. He when they were first writing the rules, they invited uh, us to have a representative on it. So I, I've noticed everybody's got a presence in Colorado. I just don't see the populace because, there. But 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 it's good because it's 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 very friendly to the books in that the remote registration, remote funding, yeah. and and they're they're liberal or let's just say they're progressive in thinking about what you can offer in terms of of prop bets too well i tell you i tell you the other thing i think that's really good is when you look at it i don't know if there's a team in pro football yeah we know there's a ton of cowboy fans and Steelers fans all over the country but if you said a state which has the most popular single team it would be the denver broncos in wyoming utah colorado new mexico uh all those areas and they're going to be betting on Vic Fangio this year. So you guys are going to really clean up. <laughs> like, for example, when I talk about props, like we could book the hot dog eating contest in Colorado. You can't do it in Nevada, right? There's just some more things that you can be creative with in Colorado. It's more like uh, New Jersey or the, the eastern states. All right. I teased that we we're going to talk about teasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we are. And look, look, both you and I do bet teasers. Um, I cashed a big, a big five-team teaser last year, I think, in week two. And I got lucky... Uh, I got lucky that Anthony Lynn mismanaged that game, and I think uh, Harrison Bucker kicked like nine consecutive 63-yard field goals to eventually win that game um, for the Chiefs and cover that teaser. But we both, in our betting portfolio on NFL games, do utilize teasers, and we really haven't talked about it up to this point in the show. I want to start out with the Stanford Wong teaser. and that's well, a t- What is that? I okay. don't even know what that is. It's a, it's a six-point teaser where you take the number through the key numbers of, of, six, of three and seven. So you go a team that's... One and a half up to two and a half, or seven and a half, eight and a half, and you either tease it down or up. So you cross both of the key 
numbers of three and seven. Traditionally, those are the most uh, profitable teasers. If you look throughout all the time and look at how games are teased, they hit the most. Um, do you look at that when you're doing teasers? Is it key for you to get through the three and the seven? No. I look at certain situations where I see a game where I think it's going to be a tight game, and I think if I tease it up, it's much more advantageous. Look, the NFL betting underdogs is advantageous. Also, teasing it up, I think, is an advantage. But if you have a team, for example, minus two in a situation, um, that's not a bad number. You don't mind laying it. But, but let's say I think they're going to win the game. I, I don't mind teasing them up to plus four. I get 98% of the people that don't bet at our network would, would say that's a bad move. I say, well, you know what? I don't care. I'm putting my money on it. Until you put it the other way, I don't really give a damn. And so my point is, look, I'm going to go with where I think the, the matchup for me works. I, I, yes, the numbers matter. But I'm not going to sit there and lose sleep over it if it's like going through one, seven and a half, what have you. I'm going to what I think is going to be the best situation from my betting perspective. One of the rules of teasers <laughs> is that you don't tease through zero of them all. Yeah. From, from who? From who? No, I want to know. I, I want these that's, people to tell me. Well, that's a, that's a standard theory on teasers. Yeah. Do you subscribe to it? I, I just I told think you, you I don't. You hinted at you. I just told you I don't. What are you talking about, Willis? Okay, I'm just trying to get you on the record here, Amal. We have yeah, to pin, on the record, have I have no qualms down. about it. We have it. to pin you down and get you out of the spin zone sometimes. <laughs> uh, so you will tease through the zero. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Look, if there's a certain situation where I think a team's going to win a game, but I think at worst case scenario, even if they were to drop the game, it would be a tight mm -hmm. game. They're probably not going to lose by more than a field goal. I would take it up to, if it's a team minus one, and look, if I can get them at plus five, I generally don't do that. Let me say this. It's not a general rule of thumb for me, but it's not one I'm opposed to. It's not like a hard and fast rule where I would never do it. Like, for example, I would never tease college football games. I wouldn't either. Do you ever tease totals? Uh, not regularly, but every once in a while. I would say over the course of, let's just say, 18 weeks this year, um, I would say probably maybe once or twice. When you tease totals, do you put them with sides or do you always put them with other totals? No, a lot of times I will tease them in the same game. Okay. Because I think there's a certain game where I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I like a team... They might be a seven-point favorite, but I think it's going to be a tight game. Take that down to one or take the other side up to 13. He's the dog in the under. Yeah, or something to yeah. that effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do the numbers 10, for games that have higher spreads, uh, do the numbers 10 and 14 become key numbers for you? The game's higher spread, if the, the numbers, if they're plus 10, plus 14. Yeah, I'm so not. say you're getting a team that's getting eight and a half. Do you want to tease them to 14 and a half to get them through the 10 and the 14? Or do you just would take eight and a half in that game and usually not tease it. Yeah, I would t take the eight and a half. For me, the teaser, where I really like it is if it's a tight competitive game, like, for example, the Browns this weekend, getting six, six yeah. and a half. I look, Kansas City's very capable of winning by 14, but with this Browns defense and offense, I think they got a chance to really be in the game. I would look at taking the Browns up. But, I mean, if people want to take it down with the Chiefs, I got no problem with that either. I think there's a, uh, several games that are going to be on most people's teasers tickets this weekend, and I want to get your thought on whether you play the game a certain way or you would put them in the teaser as well. Let's start with tomorrow night's NFL opener as the defending Super Bowl champs, Buccaneers host the Cowboys. This number is sitting at 8.5 a, a mall. Are you interested in teasing the Bucks down to 2.5? Um, I would, but here's the thing which you have to remember. Who are you going to tease them with? And does the value of the money line come into play? That's one thing you have to look at sometimes. If you're taking a two-team money line parlay, do you get better than yeah. the minus 120, the minus 130, the minus 140 if you do six, six and a half, or seven on the teaser? So it's something to consider. The other thing, Mike, this is so important. You have to read the rules of the sports book in terms of the teaser because... Tie <laughs> yes. Go, go ahead and speak on what you were going to say. Go, no, go to your point. If, if a tie is a push, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if it's a loss, right. then you don't want to tease down. For example, you wouldn't want to tease at six to, and a half. Correct. You, you want to take either six or seven. 
does two become more of a key number because of two-point conversions? Absolutely. And in this case, would you rather do a seven-point teaser and get it down to one and a half? Yeah, if you're going to do that. By the way, Goodell and company have killed betting yeah. with these extra points, getting back to you yeah. know making it a thirty-yard, a thirty-three-yard field goal. And uh, in terms of teams going for two-point conversions when it's not expected, it really just re- puts a real difficulty on some of the in plays. I think the most teased, in my opinion, game this week is going to be the 49ers. I would agree with you. Because I think people are going to tease them down. If you use a six-point teaser, you get them down to one and a half. Yeah, I think even if you use the six is what, two you said, right? Mm-hmm. But again, if the rules say it's a push, I would take the, take the six-point teaser so you don't have to pay the extra 10 cents. Uh, but it depends on the situation. Again, who are you teasing them with and how many points is valuable in that particular game? We've talked about this game a lot. Seahawks at the Colts, great opening matchup with a lot of implications for both teams. The line's sitting at two and a half. Seahawks favored by it. Many people will be tempted to tease the Colts through the three and the seven. A six-point teaser gets you eight and a half. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good play. I think this is a great opportunity for them in this particular situation. Uh, Let me give you an opposite teaser. I I like this one. I'm in agreement with you on this one. Jets, Carolina. Okay, the Jets are getting five, five and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Majority of people would say, well, don't tease it down. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Carolina's going to win the football game. You would tease it to, to getting plus one? I wouldn't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I, look, this is not an ideal teaser game. I'm just giving it as an example because I think Carolina's going to win the football game. But the question I would ask is, is the minus 260, if you're going to take it with someone else, yeah. is it better off being money line parlay than necessarily? And here's the advantage of a money line parlay or if you get the plus a half, Mike. You can always in-game the plus number. Let's say the Jets are down big early on. Now, all of a sudden, I can take a plus price at uh, plus four, five hundred on the Jets, and I'm in a situation where I have no risk. So that's another factor of going through zero that I think a lot of people don't account for. How about the game that's going to be played in Jacksonville with the Packers and the Saints? Saints are catching four. Are you tempted to tease the Saints up to 11, get them through the seven and the 10? I, I would be, yeah. Or I think, 10 and a half I think they way. got a chance to cover the regular number. And so I think the four, four and a half, is it four or four and a half? Um, three and a half. Four or three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's one where you would potentially look at uh, taking this number up. Yeah. Chargers, my team, are going to take on the football team in the nation's capital. Uh, I'm declining. You're going to play the Redskins in there? The no, Redskins. I'm not. You're going to play the t- Washington football team? I'm not going to tease either side. You're passing this game? Yeah. Yeah. I think Washington wins, but I will. Like, are you going to be surprised? They play this game 100 no, times. Washington wins 52, Chargers win 48 in my book. Oh, I disagree with you there. That's good. <laughs> I think if they play the game 100 times, the, the Chargers win 54 times. Obviously, I think <laughs> I know. more than that. Um, but we'll see. They're going to have to go against the front seven. Uh, what's the lift going to be from Anthony Lynn? I think that's the whole question, right? I was thinking about that this morning. What will the lift be? Are they going to get a good? Remember, it's Chris Daly's first year, too. There's adjustments to becoming a head coach. We saw Fanny Pack Bick. I mean, he spent half the year trying to figure out how to get the Fanny Pack on. I, I still can't forgive Anthony Lynn for that decision in the game in Tampa. Up 17, less than a minute to go. Buccaneers, one timeout. And instead of taking a knee, they run the football. They fumble in some... Uh, in a rainstorm. Pre- exactly. <laughs> precipitation ongoing there. And then, of course, Tampa scores, cuts it to 10, and they win the game. What about when they completed the Hail Mary in Buffalo? They were catching five. They completed the Hail Mary down to the three-yard line with 30 seconds left, and they ran the ball into the middle of the line with no timeouts, needing two scores. Hey, that's the greatness of Anthony Lynn. I mean, there, there, were a lot, there were a lot of situations. The Monday, night, the Monday night game here, Ravens-Raiders. Ravens lane four and a half on the road. Are you tempted to tease the Raiders up in this spot? Uh, great question. I don't know, because that defense was so horrendous. I mean, how much have they really improved? I don't know. 
Paul Charchian likes the under in this game. It's yeah, his favorite I, underplay. I, I like this one as well at 50 and a half. You'd like to see it at 51, uh, or 52 would be an ideal number, but it's going to be tough. But here's the other thing. Remember, drive start at the 25 on touchbacks. Uh, if you come within the area code and breathe on a guy, it's a pass interference call. They're, they've reduced the number of holding calls there are. It's geared towards offense. That's what the general public yeah. likes. So it's hard to bet these games under nowadays. On our panel here at Circa, Mike Pritchard said, as a wide receiver, you know they're not calling pass interference on you. They're not calling offensive oh, pass He's right. You pick, you rub. You, all these plays are designed to run into the, the DDs, and they're not going to call it. That's a great point, Pritch made. I think that's so important to keep in mind. And you see, it's, it's got to be such an agree. I mean, you have to literally shove the guy to get a offensive PI call. Bill, six and a half against the Steelers. You tease him down, you play a money line, I would tease you lay it, the points. It depends on what the money line number is, but I would tease that one down. That's a great example of a team that I would tease down that I think is going to win a yeah, football we both, game. We both love them to win the AFC East. I think it's great. Good show. Nice I job. think so, too. Nice good job. start. Covered a, covered a lot. Britain doing a good job. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, Betting Across America. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.